This is Rights at Risk, a podcast from the World Organization Against Torture. We explore human rights through stories from the front lines and analysis from experts. I'm your host, Claire Marie Germain. Tens of thousands of protesters in Belarus have taken to the streets of Minsk. They're demanding President Alexander Lukashenko's resignation, accusing him of rigging elections two weeks ago. Police responded with violence and detained nearly 7,000 people across Belarus. These guys who were, you know, beating us and detaining us, they told us that they have uh, an order and they they, they can do whatever they want. Psychological violence, including threats of rape, was also employed against detainees. We decided in one day to leave Belarus. On February 24, uh, at about like 5 a.m., we woke up from explosions. It was so dangerous to stay like near Kiev. It was uh, terrible. Our hearts are with Ukraine, which has become a second homeland for us. Victoria Fedorova is a Belarusian human rights activist. In August 2020, she demonstrated against the sixth re-election of Alexander Lukashenko, the president in power for 28 years. Like many thousands of Belarusians, Victoria and her partner had to flee their country and live in exile in Ukraine. These elections uh, were not recognized by the international community as fair and democratic. Peaceful protesters took to the street throughout the country, demanding non-recognition of the official election results and uh, holding new fair elections. But uh, the authorities responded to the peaceful protest with a wave of mass repressions, unprecedented, brutal and massive violations of human rights, torture, violence, enforced disappearance, uh, rape, destruction of property and murder of protesters. On February 2021, the security forces staged the first mass action to intimidate uh, human rights defenders and journalists. My organization and our coalition, uh, International Committee for Investigation of Torture, has faced unprecedented pressure since March uh, 2021. My colleague was detained after 25 days of arrest. He became a suspect in a criminal case against uh, our coalition, against International Committee. And during the arrest uh, and search, uh, he was tortured uh, in order to gain access to his computer, uh, to his phone, to documentation. And then next month, on April, security forces searched the apartment of other human rights defenders of our organization in connection with this criminal case, just for our work on documentation of torture cases. 
this detention of my colleague was kind of the last sign that I had to leave the country. By March uh, 2021, I had already been hiding in Belarus for three months. Uh, I didn't use my phone. At the same time, I continued to work actively, including like public speaking at the international level and in the media. Police violence has increased in Belarus. In contrast to policemen wearing black, all these women are wearing white, carrying flowers as a sign of peace. Stop beating us is their main message. I left Belarus with my partner. He is also a human rights defender. And uh, we had already been hiding for three months. We just uh, like changed apartments every two weeks. Of course, we didn't use our phones because uh, it's easy for Belarusian security forces to check your connections, to check place when you use your phone. We could use only internet using VPN, so they cannot trace our uh, location. We didn't have a lot of things with us, of course. When you have only like your computer and uh, some clothes to change it and uh, nothing more. You cannot have a lot of things because it's hard to move with things. 1,085 people are currently in prison on politically motivated charges, including human rights defenders, journalists, opposition members and ordinary citizens expressing dissent. We understood that uh, we will be next, so uh, it's the matter of time, you know, maybe days or week uh, that security uh, forces uh, could find us. So we decided uh, just uh, like in one day to leave Belarus. Since December 2020, Belarus uh, has closed all land borders, allegedly due to COVID-19, and it was possible to legally uh, leave the country only through the airport. We believed that kind of criminal case was also initiated against us, and we would be detained at the airport at uh, just a passport control. Ukraine is a neighboring country for Belarus where we decided to travel illegally through Russia because formally there is no like physical border between Belarus and Russia but uh, there are many police officers on the road who can detain you so we turned to guides who took us uh, with the car through the forest and uh, then we legally crossed uh, the border between Russia and Ukraine uh, through a border checkpoint. It was kind of uh, dangerous for us to travel through Russia to uh, Ukrainian border that Russia is uh, cooperating with uh, Belarus. So if they detain us, they can like hand, uh, hand us over to Belarusian authorities. Uh, after we arrived in Ukraine, we immediately continued to work uh, and it seems to me that we began to work even more effectively because, uh, you know, we 
no longer had to worry about the detention, about searches and all these waves of repressions. So we have continued to document cases of torture and to date there are more than 1,500 cases. I left uh, in Belarus my parents. If you have a child who is human rights defender and who continue to work uh, for Belarus even outside uh, the country, uh, of course it's dangerous. Yes, I have this fear. I haven't seen my parents for more than a year. Explosions rocking several cities, including the capital of Kyiv. After days on a razor's edge, Ukraine is now a nation at war. Just hours ago, Russian forces began their attack. On February 24, uh, at about like 5 a.m., we woke up from explosions. We spent next day and night uh, in basement. It was uh, so terrible uh, that it's difficult to describe in words. Next day, on February 25, we left early in the morning in the hope uh, of getting out of Ukraine or at least to western part of Ukraine. It was so dangerous to stay like near Kiev because of these explosions. You just, you know, sitting with your phone and check news, 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 and uh, explosions everywhere. So yeah, it was uh, terrible. Speculation continues to grow that Belarus will commit troops to Russia's war against Ukraine. The country has already allowed Moscow to use it as a military base and place its weapons there. The Belarusian leader, Alexander Lukashenko, has said the country would not get involved in any military action, but he might not have a choice. We were very upset uh, that Belarus has become an accomplice to Russian aggression. For two days, we traveled from Kiev to western Ukraine. And due to the fact that we had cars with Belarusian uh, number plates, at every checkpoint we were stopped, searched and interrogated. And one of our cars was detained and people were taken to the security service of Ukraine. They were interrogated and searched. And, uh, uh, thanks to the quick uh, reaction of our Ukrainian colleagues, uh, the Ombudsman intervened and our people, our colleagues were relieved. So on February 28 at night, we divided into two groups and left for Hungary. And finally, on the 2nd of March in the evening, we entered Lithuania and reached Vilnius. So it took us like more than five days to left country. Now we have been living in Lithuania, in Vilnius, for two months. Every day we discuss when it's possible to return to Ukraine. Our hearts are with Ukraine, which has become a second homeland for us, sheltered us from the repressions of the Lukashenko regime.
Now it's uh, kind of even difficult to imagine what could happen for us to have this uh, opportunity, uh, this possibility to return to Belarus safely. So I, I think it's impossible now. People uh, can be detained for everything, for messages in social networks, for just a piece of paper with words, no war in the windows and receive like 15 days in prison or even more. I'm sure that uh, the majority of Belarusians uh, uh, do not support this regime as it was in August 2020. And now even more because of this participation in war uh, for Belarusian is unacceptable.